Hey everyone, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy the Preacher Chick, and today is day 354 of reading the Bible together every day this year. We are going to jump into the second half of the book of Revelation. We're going to be reading uh, chapters 12 and 13. There is a video from the Bible Project that covers the uh, the back half of Revelation. Um and that'll be linked in the show notes. We're also going to read Psalm 44. Um, let's get going. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 star- stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in labor and agony as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. There was a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and 10 horns and on its head, were seven crowns. Its tail swept away a third of the stars in heaven and hurled them to the earth. And the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that when she did give birth, it might devour her child. She gave birth to a son, a male who was going to rule all nations with an iron rod. Her child was caught up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God to be nourished there for 1,260 days. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels also fought, but he could not prevail. And there was no place for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown out. The ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole world, was thrown to earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, The salvation and the the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have now come because the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been thrown down. They conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives to the point of death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you with great fury, because he knows his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she could fly from the serpent's presence to to her place in the wilderness where she was nourished for a time, times, and half a time. From this mouth, from his mouth, the serpent spewed water like a river flowing after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth helped the woman. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed um, up the river from that drag. I'm sorry. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river that the dragon had spewed from his mouth. So the dragon was furious with the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring. Those who keep the commands of God and hold firmly to the testimony about Jesus. The dragon stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. It had ten horns, and seven heads on its horns were ten crowns, and on its heads were blasphemous names. The beast I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. The dragon gave the beast his power, his throne, and great authority. One of its heads appeared to be fatally wounded, but its fatal wound was healed. The whole earth was amazed and followed the beast. They worshiped the dragon because he gave authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to wage war against it? The beast was given a mouth to utter boasts and blasphemies. It was allowed to exercise authority for for 42 months. It began to speak blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, those who dwell in in heaven, and it was permitted to wage war against the saints 
and conquered them. It was also given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All those who live on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name was not written from the foundation of the world in the book of the of life of the lamb who was slaughtered. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. If anyone is to be taken captive into captivity, he goes. If anyone is to be killed with a sword, a sword he will be killed. With a sword he will be killed. This calls for endurance and faithfulness from the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and it had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and compels the earth and those who live on it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. It also performs great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in front of people. It deceives those who live on the earth because of the signs that it has permitted to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who live on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. It was permitted to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast could both speak and cause whoever would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And it makes everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, the beast's name, or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, because it has the number of a person. Its number is 666. Now listen to me. I've said this. If you've been listening throughout the year and we come across um, prophecies of the end um, times or eschatological things, eschatological is a big fancy theological word that just means the end of times, the study of the end of times. But I don't believe that using scripture, we can determine the time of the Lord's return. And I have that stance because Jesus himself said that he doesn't even know the day of the hour, only the father knows, and that he's just waiting for the, for the father to tell him that it's time. So I believe it's extremely arrogant for humanity to try to determine that when Jesus himself says he doesn't even know. Um, and, and so none of these things that we're reading are to give us a time frame. They are to give us signs to watch for. They are to give us um, uh, warning signs, red flags, so that when things begin to happen, we're paying attention and recognizing, and we're not we're not taken up in by and taken in by what's happening, but we are aware that that these are the things that the Lord said would happen. Um, and now we're going to read Psalm forty four. God. We've heard with our ears, our ancestors have told us the work you accomplished in their days, in days long ago. In order to plant them, you displaced the nations by your hand. In order to settle them, you brought disaster on the peoples. For they did not take the land by their sword. Their arm did not bring them victory, but by your right hand, your arm and the light of your face, because you were favorable toward them. This passage hits me. Um, being in the right place. Um, as far as being where God wants you to be, um, doesn't mean there won't be struggle or hardship. You know, um, it's, it's a cheesy cliche, but when you plant a seed to grow a plant, um, of any kind, that seed technically, once it's in the ground, kind of dies and deteriorates so that what's inside of it can come out and grow. Um, so it's kind of broken. And um, we get so frustrated when we go through hard times instead of realizing that it's not necessarily God allowing us to suffer, but 
it's in the suffering that we are made more like him, or it's in the hardship that we learn to trust him more. It's in the difficulty that we grow in our endurance and in our strength and in our character and, and our confidence in who God is and who he's created us to be. And so um, we're so quick to try to dismiss the hard and the pain instead of recognizing that it is uh, a tool that can that can be used if we will allow that pain and hardship to be in the hands of God to become something really, really cool and really, really beautiful um, going on. For they did not take the land by the sword, their arm did not bring them victory, but by your right hand, your arm and the light of your face, because you were favorable toward them. You are my king, my God, who ordains victories for Jacob. You are are through you we drive back our foes through you through your name we trample our enemies that's an old song um through our god we shall do valiantly for it is he who will tread down our enemy okay sorry i guys i grew up in the 80s and 90s worship and songs we sang in church were Man, they were different. Okay. But you give us victory over our foes and let those who hate us be disgraced. We boast in God all day long. We will praise your name forever. Selah. But you have rejected and humiliated us. You do not march out with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe. And those who hate us have taken plunder for themselves. You hand us over to be eaten like sheep and scatter us among the nations. You sell your people for nothing. You make no profit from selling them. You make us an object of reproach to our neighbors, a source of mockery and ridicule to those around us. You make us a joke among the nations, a laughing stock among the peoples. My disgrace is before me all day long, and shame has covered my face because of the taunts of the scorner and reviler, because of the enemy and avenger. All this has happened to us, but we have not forgotten you or betrayed your covenant. Our hearts have not turned back. Our steps have not strayed from your path, but you have crushed us in a haunt of jackals and have covered us with deepest darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God and spread out our hands to a foreign God, wouldn't God have found this out since he knows the secrets of the heart? Because you, we are being, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Wake up, Lord. Why are you sleeping? Get up. Don't reject us forever. I think this is um, important because the psalmist here is feeling very, very real human emotions and feeling like God isn't paying attention or that God is, is asleep. And yet God doesn't sleep. He does not slumber. His eyes never close. He is always aware. And it goes back to, I think I've shared on here that um, I heard the amazing preacher, Martha Tennyson, amazing woman of God say one time to never mistake God's silence for his absence. And that has, I heard that when I was like 18 years old, and that has stuck with me all of these years. It is something that I cling to when I feel like, um, and I say when I feel like things aren't happening because my feelings um, get to ride in the car, but they don't get to drive. They don't get to sit in the driver's seat. Um, because my feelings tell me my reactions. It doesn't tell me the truth. And so while I feel like the Lord is asleep and not paying attention, what I know is that he never sleeps, never sleeps or slumbers. Um, why do you hide and forget our affliction and oppression? Um, for we have sunk down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up, help us, redeem us because of your faithful love. Um, again, I think that this just helps us realize that 
Um, we all, <laughs> even those whose words have been part of the canon of scripture are human and, and feel like we're alone sometimes and that God doesn't hear us. But what we cling to in those moments is what we know of God's character from times past, that if he's come through once, he'll come through again. And he never fails, never, ever, ever fails. So that's it for today, friends. Um, hold on to that today. Hold on to that today as um or maybe you're getting ready to go to bed and let let that be something you meditate on as you're falling asleep that while you sleep he never does and while you may be feeling like you're in a tough spot and that god isn't hearing you oh friend he's hearing every word of your broken heart scripture tells us and so we remind ourselves that it actually says that he bottles our tears he knows he knows. Rest in that today. Know that there is a hope and a future and that in the end, we, his people, are victorious. It's already been decided. I'll see you tomorrow.